since I was young They said I won't be nothing Now they always say congratulations Worked so hard, forgot how to vacation They ain't never had the dedication People hate and say we changed and look we made it Hello everybody, welcome to episode number four of the NFP podcast Presented to you by 3D Entertainment the NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Ice Teas, the official sponsor of the show. Jason Davidson, we got you back. And what do you think? We got a fucking sponsor, man. We are rolling. Huh? We missed uh, you on you the man. last one. We missed you on the last one uh, with Ty Prescott, which uh, last episode was a heater. Uh, it got a lot of good reviews. People enjoyed that. I think they really liked Ty's story, but you were busy and you missed out on that one. But I don't think we're going to have that happen anymore, huh? Well, I'll, I'll try and get to as many as I can. I, I got to give you guys uh, a lot of credit. I, I thought you did a heck of a job on that episode. Um, you know, it's pretty deep. I've known Ty since he was a little kid. And, um, I actually couldn't even listen to it for three or four days after you got it out. And and I can't believe I waited that long to, to find the time to listen to it. It was, uh, it was good. I sent Ty a text uh immediately after just letting him know you know i thought he was uh i thought it was, that's pretty brave to to yeah. be able to open up like that and and um he's got some real good friends and i think uh you know all those guys and we get to work with them every week with pbr as contestants and i think it just solidifies uh how tight of a group we have here with pbr in canada now i, I really think we're trending in the right direction with our team with our contestants with everybody it, it true talk about family we've maybe overused that word in, in our industry but uh after listening to that ad, we don't use it enough. Yeah, shit, yeah. I thought it was, it was cool. And I mean, when shit like that happens to you in your life, and and he said it too, it's all fucking self-induced. He he did it to himself. Um, but to be able to to open up, talk about it first of all, and then have people uh, reach out and help him when you when you really think that you're on your own and and you're as low as you can get, you wouldn't think anybody would want to help you. And I think that was pretty cool of him to 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 have have the support group and just be able to talk about it and now to talk about it so that other people who maybe are going through the same thing uh whether they're watching or, or whether you know they're listening to the podcast they kind of have that uh realization that that you can get out of that situation um if you're in it so it's never the end there's always people there for you so that was pretty cool but um Moving on with it, let's get right into it now too um we got some we got some really cool guests coming up here in a little bit the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo wrapped up last weekend, and and I want to get your thoughts on it, Jason, as a as a producer and and as a guy that puts on a lot of events and uh, bull runs across the world. Uh, I thought it was a bang up job, especially in a in a year when there's been nothing going on. We didn't even know if we were going to have an NFR. Um, the rodeo season had a had a very uh, cut down rodeo season, right? With just a few rodeos in South Dakota yeah. and a couple across the, yeah. the country, and and no 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 going to Vegas. Uh, moved into Arlington, the Globe Life Field, uh, ten days, and and watching uh, on the Cowboy Channel. I I really enjoyed it. I wanted to get what your thoughts on that. Well, I got to echo what you said. I think the Cowboy Channel did a really good job. Um, I know they had a few issues on the first performance, the telecast. Um, but after that, it was uh, glitch-free. And uh, 
you know, hats off to the PRCA. They, they had to move mountains just like we have this year, just like the PBR has, has had to do to, to bring that, uh, that rodeo to life. And, you know, I, I actually talked to Nansen Vold last night. He was one of the stock contractors there. And he just said he got caught mesmerized um, during, you know, the timed events watching how just what was going on in that stadium. It is so big. Like he said, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, And he said the fans were engaged. He said, you can't really tell that on TV. You couldn't hear it as well as you could maybe at the Thomas and Mac, but he said it was, uh, it was, it was a great, great event. Badass. What do they have? Do they have 30, 30% or what was the limit? Well, I don't, well, I asked, I thought it was only 15,000, but I asked Nansen that and he said, well, if that building holds 50, there was definitely more than 15. So yeah, they met their goals. Uh, they ended up awarding the 10 million in prize money. They, oh, they did? Because there was a lot of talk said, about that, that they were right. they moved to yeah. points. And then yeah. uh, they were showing that it was that this much money was being won, but then it was points and they weren't those guys weren't actually winning correct. that much money. But they yeah, did end correct. up, it is good. Yeah, yeah, they did well enough, I guess, that they're going to pay out 10 million instead of, it was going to be somewhere between the six and 10 million. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it sounds like they're going to make it whole, which is, is really good for our guests here because uh, I think they smoked them for about a half a million. Yeah, not bad. So uh, speaking of the Wrangler NFR, um, our guests coming up here in a little bit, uh, we're the full-fledged stars of the show, in my opinion. Took took the whole... Uh, Took the world by storm a few years ago, I guess. But but for me personally, really watching them this year at the NFR, the the brotherhood that they showed, um, the right brothers, obviously, uh, Bronk riding, uh, bull riding, Stetson winning two world championships, all around world championship, bull riding world championship, Ryder winning the Bronk riding, Rusty kicking ass. Um, you know, it's it's pretty wild to to see a brotherhood uh you know that they share together like the passion yeah. that they have together and then like i said it was probably the first time that i've ever watched the nfr fully uh really intent on it got and, you hooked oh man business, eh? yeah huh? it was awesome yeah <laughs> and you just see them there was a there was a meme going around on facebook uh and it was a picture of stetson he just stepped yeah. off his bull and the two other brothers were on the back of the shoots and you could see like the actual fucking joy that they had. Like yep. the, yeah. The pure, cheer cheer and, your, oh, yeah. yourself with people that want you to, to, yeah. to succeed as, as bad as you do. It was, I posted that on my Instagram and yeah. it, it lit up. Like I hadn't, the reactions I had from it is probably as good of it as any post I've ever made. Yeah. Well, fuck it's, yeah, it's, that's raw. You know, you don't, you can't fake anything like that. So yeah, it's going to be fun to talk to those guys. We got Cherie coming on to the mom. Uh, yeah. I'm sure she'll have some insight on the boys and uh, cause they're, they're boys. They really are. They're, they're, they're young. Yeah, and yeah, they're not very they're old world champions that, that come in and look like they've been there for 10 years. And uh, it's going to be pretty sweet to see how far they can go and, and what records they can break as they've already broke them. Like you say, however much fucking half a yeah, million or whatever they took. Yeah. Out of there. They, there's so much winning left to do in yeah. that group. And and then we got Statler. We got one more that no one even knows about yet. Yeah. So, well, you look uh, at that, at that, um, you know, their Yeti um, ad that they did and yeah. Stetson wasn't even, he, he was still young, I guess at that time, but he wasn't exactly. even really a part of it. They just kind of left him out because he wasn't yeah. there yet. And it was yeah. Rusty and Ryder going in. So maybe, maybe that'll be Statler 
yeah, for sure. Another one yeah, that was 2016. Yet he put that video together, and um, you just gotta go on YouTube and and put in right right family yeti it's a it's an eight minute video and yeti did a superb job with that what they're such a awesome group to work with as yeah. partners yeti and um they do stuff not first class but you know it's diamond gold oh, stuff yeah. that stuff what they do i think that was done by um the the rabbit's foot guys which is the malloy brothers that work for yeti and they do the, okay. the ryan the Bingham. videos yeah they did a, a series with ryan bingham and shit too they're out of like santa barbara they're fucking really cool dude surfer guys that that are uh, yeti ambassadors too and make films and that's who made that i think it's pretty, well they did a great job yeah it's really good okay hockey what do you got going on for people that don't know jason uh you own uh 3d entertainment 3D bull riding, uh, obviously you run bull ridings across the country, uh, across the world. Uh, you're also an agent, uh, player agent in the NHL. What do we got yeah. going on with the NHL? Are we coming back January 13th? What do we know? Well, that's the, that, that is the plan. Um, but it's been pretty quiet here the last three or four days, the two sides, the NHL PA and the NHL got to come to an agreement on, on a couple of things yet. Um, and like I said, it's been real quiet. So that's either real good or real bad. It could go both ways. So Don Fair and Gary Batman got some stuff to sort out. I've been just keeping in touch with with some of the players, my guys, um, waiting to get back and still working on a, on a contract. we got to get Ethan Bear re-signed in Edmonton. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm sure that's going to get a little bit busier. That's what I was up to last week when you were uh, on with with Prescott there. So um, once they want players to come back into town here, though, it's, it's, I'm sure that contract negotiation negotiation will heat up a little bit. So mm. yeah, it's, it's not Christmas yet, but it's coming. What do the guys uh, think? Like the players, are they want to fucking play or are they, they're fine with not playing or I guess they're not getting paid or how's it all working? Like what's the, well, that's it. On yeah, their they want to, they want to play. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a shitty time of year to be bringing players in. They're going to probably have to miss Christmas, a lot of them with their families, but that's just a sacrifice, I think, to, to get the game back on, on the ice and on television and in front of the fans. So they're going to have to make some sacrifices as well. But uh, um, a few of my guys are already like Chandler Stevenson is in Vegas. Um, okay. He has been there for a couple months. But like I got Severson that lives in Kelowna, Bears still in Kelowna. They haven't reported to New Jersey or Edmonton yet, but uh, they're just kind of waiting to make sure that this deal gets done, that there is going to be hockey, and then you know they're going to have to get on their planes and get on their horses and get yeehaw and kicking them in the yeah. belly and getting down to their to their rinks. So it's still fairly up in the air. No immediate. Yeah, I, I think we're going in the right direction. I do. Okay, well that's good. Um. Well, so what what would those guys have been fucking doing with all this time off? Like in Kelowna, would they still be trying to train or without knowing when it's coming back? I guess you would just try to stay in great in great shape or what the hell do you do? Yeah, you know what? And and the armchair fan needs to understand when when there's there's these labor disputes. It's not about million dollar players being selfish. Like they they, they work at this eleven months of the year. They've got to stay in shape. So um, those guys, like Kelowna is a great spot. Um, Severson lives there. 
Uh, Ethan's been there as well. And, you know, you got 40 NHLers that live in that area. So you got both the Shen boys, you know, Brent Seabrook, um, all them guys skating. So you're training and skating with the absolute best. Carrie Price lives there. So you're not shooting on somebody that, you know, that just some average Joe with goal pads on you're, you're, you're training and, and skating with the best, which I, I like that. I, I, I would rather my guys being pushed by the best players in the world than, you know, maybe somewhere, you know, it's closer to home here in Saskatchewan where they can only get on the ice with two or three pros. So no. um, they, they've been working at it. They'll be fine. I, no. I, they won't miss a beat. They'll no. be, they'll be going in ready to go. True professional athletes, obviously. Um, Fuck, who knows if they'd even be able to skate in Saskatchewan right now. We're getting fucking COVID shut down again. I so know. It's I tough. Know yeah. If you're over 18 years old, you're not you're not considered essential, which I don't I, I don't get that. It is essential. That's their living. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to be training. So right now, yeah. My boys are practicing. They can they have to split their practices in half the team. Only eight kids on the ice at a time. So it's and it's pretty tough as a coach to run a practice with eight kids. I feel bad for them, but it's good to get the kids out and, and have some sense of normalcy for them because yeah. as we know, there's been nothing normal about 2020. Fuck no. That's why it's pretty wild when the race can roll, roll into the NFR and win a half a million bucks in the year 2020. Yeah. That's been you a good year. Not a bad that's year. the way that's I'm, I'm going to send out 2020 with, with those three world titles and an Ethan bear contract, I hope. And a gold yeah. medal here in, uh, for Team Canada, we got yeah, okay. good, good Prince Albert boy, Braden Schneider, Damn uh, right. one of our clients. Yeah, yeah. the team. So uh, it's always that's always uh, a staple over the holidays watching Team Canada at the World Juniors, and it's just going to be that much more special when you have a, one of your guys playing in it. Yeah, nothing better. Okay, here comes our first ad plug. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's ready? hear it. Hey, y'all, Ice Tea. We're sponsored by. Uh, if you don't mind, this is our first Zoom one too, so we're on, uh, we're live. Hopefully, we'll get to get this on YouTube. Or if I fucking figure it out, I have no idea really what I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, Southern Iced Tea. Our tea is always served iced hard. This vodka-based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea, lightly sweetened. Enjoy a hey, y'all, Southern Iced Tea while taking in the main bull riding event, 3D bull riding event, or sipping a cold one on the porch. Hey, y'all. Southern Ice Tea is the official refreshment beverage of the NFP podcast. Well done. <laughs> That's well no done. joke. That's no joke. Well right done. Fucking boom. Yeah, you've been hard at work. You've been hard at work these, these last couple of weeks getting this stuff figured out. Yeah. I, I, uh, we never got to talk about this on the first two pods, but I just shot you a text one night and said, why aren't we doing a podcast? And you were like, hell Yeah. And uh, you kind of just took it away and just told me what to do and bossed me around and sent me a few bills. And here we are. Yeah. Um, and it, it has been uh, quite the experience. Um, we filmed a few, uh, the first three episodes with Scott and Vern and Ty Prescott. We filmed them live in person when we were still allowed to, to do that with our uh, Zoom. I don't know what it is. Some recording device, but it worked great. Uh, now, obviously, not being able to be in person with anybody, we're trying to do this over the phone and online and um, getting it. I think it was about 10 hours yesterday. Uh, I, sh- I can't fucking lie. My wife spent uh, <laughs> figuring out how it works, but she went to audio engineering school in uh, Saskatoon. So she uh, hasn't used those skills for 
probably 10 years. Um, so she was refreshing herself on all this stuff, but. Well, that's good. Rusty and Sharon got something out of that investment. They're going to be able to enjoy this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they enjoy uh, the way that I talk on this nice, podcast. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's been good, but it's fun. I also uh, another meme that I got um, was she was sent to me from my wife as well. Uh, was why do why do men start podcasts instead of going to therapy? I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I thought that would fit pretty good. So this is a, a good place for me to vent uh, about dumb shit and COVID and 2020. <laughs> you know what, though? It's, we, we're, you know what, we can give our, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try and broaden our audience to, and do some crossover stuff and, and let them, let our audience get to know some of the people we get to spend, uh, you know, a lot of our time with on the road or uh working with or for so it just uh it's good it just brings another light to uh personalities and characters and uh um i find them interesting i you know i i find myself listening to more and more podcasts all the time driving down the road instead yeah. of listening to the news because there's nothing good in the news right now it's no. it's all shitty news so why would you want to listen to CBC radio when you could listen to NFP podcast? Yeah, I like it. And I like uh, to be able to, like you say, broaden the horizon of, you know, we're obviously uh, rodeo bull riding based as that's kind of our, our go-to with the, with the people that we have, but that's definitely not the only audience that, that we're going to have. And definitely not the only guests that we're going to have. We're going to have, you know, a bunch of hockey guys and, and you know, the motto of the NFP podcast is the no resume tour. So just people who have, um, branched out on their own uh maybe don't work nine to five jobs but just figure out ways to to make a living in this world uh not your normal or usual way so yeah we got we're gonna have musicians uh uh i don't know if it's gonna be the next episode but uh pretty soon here we're gonna have uh bryce west on and he's gonna play some songs for us and uh, we're gonna do some some music corner stuff and play some originals and stuff like that so it's it's definitely not just us us sitting here opinionated and, and talking bullshit, you know, we're, we're going to see all walks of life. And that's what I enjoy about it is even with the last one, uh, episode three with Ty Prescott. I mean, I learned more shit. I've, I've been friends yeah. with him my whole life and I learned more shit about him in that hour yep. than, than I'd ever known. Right. So, yep. Yep. uh, there's a lot of interesting people that surround us and, and, uh, we're going to try to get everybody their stories. And, and it's been great to see the, I didn't think anybody would fucking listen to it, but we got viewers in Sweden and uh, Switzerland and Australia, across the U.S., Canada. Um, so it's fun. So, it, you know, it kind of keeps us going and, and getting good replies and getting people wanting to hear more and, and uh, makes me want to really step out there and, and try to do this as big and as best as we can. So we'll see. And, I, and I really needed, I really needed something else to do. So thanks for really pushing this and getting it going. Definitely. That's and what, then that's when we sign this, when we signed this, that's about all I fucking done in 2020 has had me a few hails. So uh, that worked you, know, you, out had, you 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 were cheering on a couple athletes in Dallas too that you worked hard on this year, Zeke Thurston oh, yeah. and, and Aaron Mercer, who yep. uh, added another gold buckle to his resume as well as the he's the now the two-time uh, bullfighters only world champions. So yeah, we had a heck of a week. We really yeah. did. It was exciting. It was uh, again, it's it's been the bright spot in 2020. Yeah, Zeke Thurston won uh, another about hundred thousand uh, out of the NFR too, and um, for him it wasn't the greatest 
of NFRs, but I guess that's the way it goes. When you're a two-time world champion, you expect to win every time. So yeah, yeah. Um, he's such a phenomenal athlete when he rides too. Just like you ride, reminds me of Stetson a lot. Gets that gets that head whipping and um, kind of the JB Mooney style or the Jose Vitor Leme style of bull riding. Yeah, let it all every, hang out. Yeah, every point they can get out of them suckers every time they nod their head. So hey, cool did you see. see the speaking of uh, Instagram and memes? Did you see the thunderstruck with Rusty bucking straight away at the camera. Did no. you see that yet on my Instagram? No. Uh-uh. Oh, that's yeah, one that's... of the coolest things I've ever watched. Really? Yeah, you check it out on my Instagram. It's on my story. So you only okay. have it. I think stories only last 24 hours, don't yeah. they? Yeah, oh, I'll check yeah. it out. That'd be great. Um, and Mercer, talking about Aaron Mercer too, Bullfighter's only world champion. Uh, did you see the fight? The la- His last fight? Yeah. Fuck. That was unreal. Yeah. You know, he was a, yeah. he was a he, ranch you know saddle and rock and rider. There was a guy beat there well there's lots of guys he had to beat but three-time world champion western Rostowski, like that guy is uh he's a phenom in his own right he Did really is Ruskowski? Ruskowski? yeah what is it the Ruskowskis are from pa and they're a family around here that's a very big <laughs> prince albert family oh, yeah. uh he's Rutkowski from i think he's Rutkowski. from Texas. yeah yeah he's a hand i yeah. really enjoy watching yeah. him so you know Fear when you the got beard. your clients when you got your clients whipping three-time world champions you know yeah. but I, I think aaron's just setting himself up to be right there oh yeah right it kind there. of sucks on the the 2020 year obviously for everybody but him too there wasn't a whole bunch of events to go through so he had to take advantage of of the situation that he was in just at the finals and yeah, yeah. it was a phenomenal yeah. fight i think it was andy burrell was the um announcer or commentator and, and he's seen both fights his whole life and I think he made the comment that it was one of the best bullfights that he's ever seen in his whole yeah, life. Ever watched. Yeah, yeah. So it was badass. Well, he just, he has a way to bend around them things and he's got his own moves and yeah, he's fucking, he's good. Really well, good. The way the evolution of freestyle bullfighting in the last five years, it's, it's come so far. You know, if we put on our old videos from when your dad did it 30, yeah. 30 years ago and I did it, 20 years ago like it would be well 24 years ago your dad would be 35 years ago like it's it's just it's different the bulls you know the bulls are the same but these guys are just getting way more out of them they they've they've uh you know they're it's just kind of like freestyle motocrosses they're creating their own stunts and tricks and naming them and it's awesome it's great entertainment and i know uh like in they used to in Vegas, they host the BFO championship in the parking lot at the Tropicana. They, the production's great. Brinson James, our entertainer works with them a bit as well. Yep. And it's, it's sold out every day. Like it's really? uh, one of the hottest tickets in Vegas during the NFR. Yeah. They've done a great job. Yeah. Really good job. Uh, it's a little bit different in this, the bull sense of it is, I mean, yourself too. And, and uh, my dad and that era, they were fighting those big fucking crossbreds like crooked nose. And, you know, there, it was a, there was, well, def- I didn't there have was the to fighting stand bulls. in front of that. I yeah. didn't have to stand in front of him. Thank God. Yeah. But some uh, big ones, like your, you watch like dad, Smets and Miles Hare and yeah. those guys, purple people eater, Iceman, um, you know, that like, and it, uh, like these ones are probably more entertaining because it's there's a lot of yeah, action going on. These guys chase, are doing yeah. different shit, and yeah. that was more of fucking like life and death. Those big yeah, suckers, right? Yeah, there was, and we didn't no get vests. big crossbreds very much. Shane Franklin would bring odd uh, pen to Edmonton to the CFR. That would be fresh, yeah. uh, and they were hookers. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We all know Franklin heard, and, yeah. but your dad and Brett and Brett always had 
pretty good Mexicans, but they had some bad cats in there too, you know, and after you get to, they're around for a couple of years, they get a little smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there was definitely some bulls you were trying to draw around yeah, in, in your dad's pen back in the day too. Yeah. Okay. Let's get past us. And uh, if you're ready for it, let's get right into it. Our uh, interview with the number one family, in my opinion, in a rodeo. Um, I don't think it's opinion. I think right that's family. a fact. Yeah, it's legit. So it's going to be fun. Uh, let's see what we can get out of them. Here we go. How many of you uh, follow rodeo on a regular basis, watch the Wrangler National Finals rodeo? My applause. Any fans of the right family from Utah here today? Cody's a two-time world champion. Spencer's a world champion. Jesse's a world champion. Who knows what the future holds? Amazing to watch those young right boys come along. They practice together, they work on that style. And I think their dad probably had a lot to do. Family's very important and they're great athletes. There are 15 people go to the NFR. So over a third of them will be the rights. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one family of rodeo. A combined nine world championships in the family alone. The Ride and Right brothers, not from Milford, Utah anymore, from Beaver, Utah, correct? Yes, the, the Ride and Rights. We got uh, Cherie, Mama Bear, uh, we got Stetson, we got Ryder, and we got Rusty Wright. Thank you, boys, and, and Mama, for joining us today. Take that. Thanks Heck yeah, very pumped. Uh, we got to watch you here uh, at the NFR, and uh, you know, as a guy that's been in the sport, it was very inspiring for me to see you guys all come together, um, the skills that you've shown, the championships that you've shown, and uh, at such a young age, uh, it's going to be pretty cool to see where you guys can go from here. Uh, you definitely made me a big fan of, of Saddlebunk Ride and Rodeo in general, and uh, just your guys' families. But um, what I want to get to, first of all... Um, Cherie is this guy that's with me, my co-host, Jason Davidson. Uh, he represents uh, the Wright family. He's the agent for, for all the boys and for everybody in the family. How did that come about? Where did that relationship come from? Jason, where did that come? Well, that started at the Calgary Stampede, probably... Well, Rusty, what year did you win the novice bronc ride in there, Rusty? Uh, 14. But I, the first year I went there, I, I won second in 2013. Okay. So it would have been 12 or 13. I was the arena director, and I was uh, – you guys always came up as a family, and that was one of the nice things about Calgary. We Remember, we camped along the river, and uh, I got to be around Cody a little bit because I was, I was working the, the shoots at the time for Keith Merrington at the Stampede. And I just remember how Cody carried himself in the arena and, and he was so quiet and just did his business. You know, he really did. He just went out and won. And you boys used to be on the back of the shoots. And uh, when you're in the front of the shoots, you know, telling guys to get ready or whatever, you spend some time in front of each shoot. And I'll never forget watching you boys watch your dad. That was uh, it, 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 I think I used the word it captivated me because you guys were students of the game and you really, really paid attention. And I remember I had breakfast with you one time, Shree, you cooked me breakfast outside. Uh, Evelyn and Bill were there and, 
And it probably took about a year. Well, I was working for Wrangler at the time. And, and I told Jeff Chadwick, we need to have this guy like Cody, right? I didn't even know Jesse, Jake and Spencer yet. Um, and it took about a year. If you recall, Cody wasn't all in on this Wrangler thing at the start. And uh, honestly, that's where uh, you come in, Sheree, because I think you finally said, Cody, you got to you got to take this, you got to do this. And that's really where it started. And that's probably, yeah, 2004, so six or seven years ago. Um, And then these boys just would come up to Canada and beat up on all the Canadian kids in the novice events. (laughs) Like they all, they all won one. And I just, and then I met Jake, Jesse, then Spencer comes along and here we are seven years later. Um, It's, it's been fun, but uh, it, it, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do it without Shree. I think Shree, you're the one that told your 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 hubby Cody that you, you need to listen to this guy and and let him do some work for you. So I appreciate that. And uh, um, just so our audience knows, the, the plan was just to have Shree on this week because uh, we want to reach out to some very unique and special people on this podcast. And you fit the you fit the mold perfect. And then your boys went and screwed it all up this week, one and a half a million and uh, how many, 12 go rounds? Is that right? 12 go rounds and three world buckles. So we thought we better have them on or our, our audience might think we were a bit crazy not bringing the, the greatest uh, rodeo athletes in the world on. <laughs> so how was uh, how was the NFR this year, you guys? Did you uh, did obviously enjoyed it? Uh, winning all the winning all the titles winning a whole pile of money but uh, was it different um, being in Arlington being at Global Life Field than it was at the Thomas and Mac yeah I I thought it was different Um, the arena was three times the size it was in the Thomas and Mac and the energy level was different for me but I enjoyed it you just kind of created the energy level every night, actually. You dictated that, Stetson, but good work on that, by the way. They, re- they really should have bucked uh, bulls before the Bronx this year. Bronx riding would have been even better. Yeah. Get everybody I, backed up. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It was a great Bronx riding. There's no question. Yeah, what did you guys think? Did you think the horses, like maybe having um, – the shortened year that we had a lot of those horses didn't go to a, a bunch of rodeos or travel across the country did you think that the horses were better you know they were fresher or what did you guys think of the animal athletes I, I thought that it helped um some of them and it it might have hurt some because just like horses some of them buck better the more they buck just like we ride better the more we get on but i did notice that calgary horses i don't know what they've been doing up there, I don't think they've been getting bucked, but they were all – I can't even think of one calorie horse that wasn't good. So it, it helped some horses to not buck, and then it it hurts other ones. But yeah. for the most part, I thought everything bucked pretty, pretty good. They had more room to circle. They didn't get in the fence. That was nice. Well, you know what? Another another plus for Canada right there. Thanks for the thanks for the shout out there. Quick Calgary Stampede shout out. Calgary Stampede shout out. How many t- uh, how many of you have won the won the the steer riding or the the cow riding at the Calgary Stampede? I, I won it in fourteen. The same year you won it. Thirteen. Thirteen. No, fourteen. Yeah, I won it in fourteen. Yeah, awesome. I remember. 
I, yeah, I was riding bulls at that time. And I remember you, all those kids ride two handed and then the right boys come in would ride one handed and kick ass and, and, uh, take it over. And I remember that, uh, I think it was you Stetson. Yeah. It was just the, the talk of the town, this young kid that came in and rode the cows that nobody else rode. And probably, I don't even know high 80 point rides in the cow ride. It right was in the door. Unheard of. Right, in the, yeah. door, right yeah. in the door and, and Stetson pulled a foot. I remember. <laughs> and you boys, it's, that uh, we were talking about in the intro before you before you and the family got on um and mom this has got to make you proud that that meme that was going around on social media of Ryder and rusty on the back of the shoots when stetson stepped off uh you know surround yourself with people that want you to win as bad as this it's i i i you know a pic if a pi picture speaks a thousand words that was it right there and i think uh well, I want you to tell me this, Sheree, but as a mother, that has to make you more proud than any gold buckle um, oh, yeah, ever sure. won, eh? Yeah, I actually told the boys that the night of the last round before they rode. It doesn't, that stuff, the support they have for each other means means way more than any amount of money or gold buckle. Although the gold buckle money's a nice for them. <laughs> That helps too. But, but you didn't tell them about the conversations you and I had have been having all week about how they better stay on it. Right. Those buckles, right. <laughs> right. Or I'm fasting them out of the wheel. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I didn't let on to that. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, we could have very easily had, uh, you know, Cody on. And I think we'll have to make sure we have an episode with Cody because uh, I was telling Tanner some of the, the most fun I've had with you guys as a family is when we all cram into one of your pickup trucks outside the Thomas Mac to head back to the D or to the Tropicana, wherever we were staying and, and listening to you guys visit and tell stories about how the night went. Like it's, it's just that side of it that people don't get to see and, and what kind of a family you guys really are. Um, and I, I wanted to go back to the, uh, one of your partners, Yeti, um, uh, we've been working with Yeti now for four years and they did the video um, and I watched it again today and, and I forget how many hundreds of thousands of views it had on on YouTube and, and Tanner knows the guys that did the video they're actually uh were they some uh there's some surfer dudes Tanner surfer dudes yeah the Malloy brothers the rabbit's foot film did you guys you met them yeah Keith and uh really cool dude so they he did they did the film for uh ryan bingham as well for uh he had a series where he'd go and talk to other musicians and they're yeti ambassadors as well too and really really cool dudes and when i watched that video it kind of tied it all together and i thought that was pretty pretty enjoyable really good guys that video mom you talk about sorry and just so our viewers know i call sheree mom all the time she's my assistant gm uh with the boys and, and i do call her mom a lot i, I got permission a couple of years back to call her that <laughs> but you talk in that video about um there were no rights it, it rights is a plural it, it's used in the plural form all the time now um you know you got jake jesse spencer obviously your boys statler coming up um just tell us like there was no rights i want you to take us back like that clip in the video where you talk about your husband cody he was a skinny kid yeah he i mean these boys they'll they'll all tell you they they've had lots of opportunities lots of doors opened because of what their dad did but he didn't have any of that you know right. he just was a a young skinny kid that 
had a dream and was just determined to make it work. He, you know, had to, had to make a name for himself and it was hard. And it I was hard, it. But. What, what was, what do you think looking back, if, if Cody could be on this pod with us, what was harder him having to leave you at home with five kids or him trying to break through as Cody who, you know, they didn't know right. who Cody Wright was at, at that time. So what do you think was the hardest part? Well, for me, the hardest part was being left at home with the kids. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure for him, I think it was probably equally as hard, both leaving the kids. He missed out on, you know, so much stuff with all the kids and, um, and then having to not get discouraged, having to know that he he was good enough and he was going to make it and just trying to not get discouraged to go home, you know, because yeah. he was just a Cody who. So. You know, I really uh, I had a good visit with with your boy's grandma, Evelyn, at the Tropicana last year during one of your signings. And uh, and 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 I didn't know this, but she told me, you know. Cody probably could have won one or two more buckles if um, if things would have went a little bit better at the gate with a spur out or how they judged. And, you know, that's one thing that Cody has ne – I've never heard that man complain about one thing, not one thing. And uh, I was doing an interview here the other day about your three boys and how they all kind of have different traits. And, and this is – I got to talk about Rusty here, your oldest boy. He is the most positive human I have ever talked to on the phone. He's always ends it with a thank you. It's never anybody's fault. He doesn't put any blame on anybody else. If he doesn't win, you know, his, his line is, I just didn't ride good enough or I should have been better, you know? And the one behind you there, Iceman, he's got ice water running through his veins. He's a lot like Cody and, and the all-around <laughs> champ there. I'm not sure where we're going to put him in the category. I, I – uh, I don't think he even knows where I think we should just change his Instagram from official Stetson right to official badass. Cause that's just right. what he is. He's just, when he finally starts shaving full time, I think he's going to be an absolute wrecking ball in two rough stock events. So Ryder and Rusty, you guys better get your saddle bronc buckles one here in the next couple of years, because I think, uh, I think Stetson's going to take them all after that. I ain't done getting better yet either though. Right. <laughs> no, this is. I also put that this is your year here, Rusty. I know it was a kind of a tough year. Um, uh, well, it's tough when they count that money from the American. Like right. my comment in the in the interview I did this week was, you know, for for Ryder to only win the world by thirty eight thousand dollars, he had to be completely stellar all week, which he was. There's one round you didn't place in. And I think everybody thought you were going to be 93 on Womanizer. And, you know, when ironically going into the final round and, and, and the guy you're trying to beat has got that same horse, all I could think, you know, I was just hoping that horse had the same day and they marked that horse the same way they marked her for you. And, uh, and it worked out. But, you know, you can't stub your toe one night in 10 days. And that, that, that's just a remarkable performance, Ryder. It really was. Um, uh, I don't know. I'd like to know what you guys think about adding a hundred thousand dollars or maybe put it this way. Um, so it's easier on your agent and your mom and your dad. Should we go to a point system and, and, and count the money on the right hand column and the point system determines world champions in the left hand column? 
What do you I guys don't think? I don't think so. I think they I I like the money and I was thinking about this on the drive home yesterday. They the in the Bronx ride at least, I don't know about the other events. If they would have wouldn't have counted the American money or whatever, uh, it still would have ended the exact same way it did. So I don't really think the American played that big of a, a role into it. Ryder and Wyatt just kicked ass all year and yeah. It just I, I don't think it would have made that big of a difference. And I don't think the point thing's a good idea. I never have. Sorry if you guys think <laughs> think so, but well, look, no, it's not my. I don't have to. It's not my opinion. But you're just gonna make me look real bad in my interview. I did so. Thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it's it's been money forever, and don't fix what's not broke. I think I think, it's I think it's it works perfect for you guys because from what I've been seeing, you guys uh strive and pressure situations the more money that's on the line the better you guys do so sorry jason but uh i think your boys need that those big money situations because it don't matter to them they're going to step up to the plate and knock one out of the park we've seen it over the last 10 days so um i think it's i think it's uh i think it's great how it is for them right now obviously a couple world champions here now yeah Hey, mom, I, we were texting before we got on Zoom here and, and you were like, oh, sorry, I was cutting Ryder's hair. What Tanner was like, no, no, no. We want to see the dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep the flow. Well, I should have kept the pile of hair that came <laughs> off his head. It, it was. And so he, Ryder's, Ryder's pointing to the floor. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I forget where we saw a red. Someone uh, had a picture of Ryder and a picture of Jess Bacoli. Yeah. Um, do you guys know who Jeff Spicoli is? Or are you too young? Mom does. They all know now because um, who's that? Who's the, the picture you guys have? What's Kenny, Kenny Barringer. Kenny oh, yeah. Of course, her. Kenny would know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Quite yeah. a resemblance. That was a really good resemblance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I didn't know that. I've seen that guy now that he's older, but I didn't know he, that was him on that movie. Sean yeah. Penn, yeah, you have you watched the movie before, kids? No. Oh, well, you guys drive a lot. You know what? There's a classic right. that you should probably throw in and have a few laughs. Uh, well, I think you enjoy it. <laughs> Speaking of when you're traveling down the road, what do you guys like? What's what keeps you going besides talking about Bronx and bull? Well, do you guys like to talk bulls with with Stetson, or is it just horses? I don't know enough about bull riding, so I don't talk about bull riding too much. They know more about bull riding than I do. They're lying. mom do you remember when i was trying to convince Ryder to get on at least enough times so he could win that all-around title Mm -hmm. as he thought about it (laughs) 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 Uh, rusty did you uh did you ride bulls as well at all i seen there's a picture of cody um the other day one of you guys had on your um social medias of him riding a bull so uh yeah what's the what's the background on all you guys on your your bull riding side of it i rode bulls till i was a freshman and i got hurt real bad at a high school rodeo and kind of i didn't i didn't want to do it anymore i asked my dad to give me a bronc saddle and that was the end of my bull riding career but i did i won junior high state finals in utah in the bull riding and uh, i got hurt before nationals so i didn't get to go to nationals but i just kept getting hurt so yeah I think you made a really good career change, Rusty. Just <laughs> yeah, that's good looking, to say. Good looking job, at buddy. career earnings <laughs> and where you're at, I think you you. But you do out of the boys, mom, and you'll have to attest to this. Rusty got the worst luck with the injuries. Do you? 
Were you hobbling around? Remember we had to go to Flint show and I thought I was going to have to throw you over my shoulder because it was right at the far end of Cowboy Christmas and you were on. Oh yeah. Yeah. 2016 when my leg was. Yeah. Yeah. He's had, he's had his fair share for sure. We, we hope he's had enough to. For all of us. For everybody. We'll just end. I just had to get him out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Got him out of the way. That's right. Ryder. uh, What about you? Did you ride bulls? Yeah, I rode bulls all through high school. I went to a few pro rodeos uh, on my permit. Yeah, and, and, and your permit year. High didn't national you? champ. Okay. Yes, and I think didn't you win your first three rodeos in the bull riding on your permit? No, I rode. I think one out of the three. Did you win uh, the bronc riding in your first three rodeos? I thought you were cleaning house in the on your permit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And Stetson, and what made you Stetson, what made you stick with um riding bulls? Like not just not strictly going to the Bronc ride and just something different, or you like both of them? Oh, I'll tell you why. Okay, perfect. Because we told him not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had better luck in the bull riding when I got in the PRCA. He had more confidence in the bull riding. Yeah. And yeah. now I am obsessed with it. Oh, cool. You know, I had a lot of talks with your mom about you riding bulls, and I and I tried to tell her like I'm I'm I've watched a lot of bull riding in my life, and I'm like he's really good at it, mom. I think you're gonna have to like he rides the one you used to post. You guys do a great job on your social media, by the way. I I I, I rarely have to text to see how you're doing because you're always posting, which is great. But uh, some of them bulls you had, you know, those high school bulls. Remember Tanner getting on them pieces of shit you know dragging their ass around and they're the hard ones to ride they're not helping you and uh you know it kind of took me to your when did you get on smokestack round nine yep. round eight round nine nine that's about as good a, a bull ride away from your hand as you're gonna watch anywhere and i i go back to those videos watching those those bulls you're getting on three four years ago that had a big old hole in the well there and you could stay out of there so nicely so um, mom, I think it's a good thing we, we kept him going in the bull ride. Yeah, I guess. But how is it? I know you get nervous watching your boys, obviously. That's just natural being a mom and whatnot. Um, does that ramp up in the bull riding event, though? Mm. Is it more about the bull riding, or is it more about what's at stake when it comes down to round eight, nine, and ten for you? It's uh, just the safety. I just worry about the safety. Not that the bronc riding isn't as scary because it is. Uh, yeah, Jess, who had the Jake had the wreck last year, wasn't it? That yeah, was terrible. Just get off on the pickup, man, too. Bull, bulls try to hurt you. I don't right. feel like broncs really do, but it. I honestly don't really worry too much. Like, oh, I hope they win. I hope they win. I hope they win. I just feel like. That's my job. That's your job. Mine is. I hope they're. I hope they're safe. If they buck off, uh, he's healthy. On to the right. next. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we you don't ride them all. Um, so right. there's there's that heartache always of them getting bucked off. But yeah, you know, um, in my line of work up here, producing PBR events, yeah, you want to see guys stay on and you want to see them get off safely. Like yeah, you have that every ride that's right. you know that's how you that's how you look at it and they're not even my kids so i i couldn't imagine how that can go for you sometimes how does you guys uh, i don't know if everybody knows 
that you got a little sister too, Lily Joe. How how does uh, how does she do during uh, the events watching? Does she get pretty nervous too? She gets crazy. Yes. Yeah, she's she the number one fan. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she gets very into it and and nervous. Like she's yeah, she's very into well, it. Well, and I guess you boys better start winning because I understand she wants a barrel horse, which means a uh, brand new dually trailer with the nice living quarters all decked out. So, uh, are you guys going to sponsor Lily Joe in that endeavor? Do you think, or who's, she who's just told Stetson? That? She just told Stetson yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, that she wanted a new barrel horse for Christmas. Damn right, well, <laughs> you guys can afford it now. Yeah, we'll see if Santa really exists in, in Beaver, Utah on the 25th. I'll, be, uh, I'll be circling back with you on that. Uh, it won't happen. <laughs> Do you think it was an accident that we didn't marry somebody that rodeoed? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cody too. I don't do horses. You're, you're or... talking. You're you're preaching to the choir right here. Neither of us married a barrel racer yeah, either. No, good call. No, nope. no. My my wife come from a big rodeo family and and really didn't have anything to do with it until until she met me. So I, I like it that way. You know, I I tested a few in the in the day and I didn't know. Uh, that's funny. Hey, so you guys, um, I seen Stetson, I think on your, on your Instagram that you were talking, uh, you had a picture with Kai Hamilton, um, in the picture with you and you're talking about him being a brother alongside with you guys. Uh, do you guys travel together? Do you guys travel with other people or is it just the three of you that go down the road together or, uh, your dad or your uncles or how does your, how does your traveling regiments work? Is it you three, uh, hitting the trail together? Or is there other people involved? Uh, me and Ryder go together. I can only travel with one guy because I do two events, and then Rusty goes with Spencer. Yeah, they've wrote the the buddy system kind of split us up because because Stetson can only have one traveling partner. If that wasn't the rule, me, me the us three, and then Spencer would probably go together. But kind of so you can't you guys can't enter to with each other because he's in a, another event. I didn't know that. Is that a new rule? No. No. Holy smokes. I didn't know that at all. So it splits the boys yeah, up. The PBR yeah. guys get spoiled. You just know where you're going. You're going right. up one spot in the weekend. We don't even fucking you know? enter. We don't even enter. Yeah, I guess well, I didn't had- think about all the rules and there's a, uh, yeah, a lot of different stuff that comes into play when you're, when you're rodeo. And I guess, which now could get to my next question, Stetson, um, the PBR side of it, we've seen you, um, go to that team deal that they had in Vegas. Um, is that something that you want to pursue at some point as a, as a PBR goal, PBR world championship, or do you like the rodeo side of it, of doing the two events or where, what's, what's your kind of thoughts for the near future of where you want to go? Uh, I, I've always wanted to go over there and win the world, but I don't know what's going to happen. I guess I'll play by year. Yeah, see I, I know it's gonna happen. If it's up to if it's up to Cody and his agent, I know what he's gonna do for a few years. Let's keep doing what he's doing. But, <laughs> yeah, you can't knock it. It was like all those years that everybody was knocking um, Sage for not going over to the PBR and and saying that you know he should be going over there. And like in reality of it, I mean, what's the point of of switching over there when you're making that much money rodeo? And I was always on his side of uh, he can't you know don't mess up a good thing. Like you said earlier, Rusty, there's, you know, there's no point in, yeah, you can make a lot of money over there, but 
when you're making that much money um, doing what you're doing, it's pretty hard to switch up, but there is guys that, that do both sides of it. Um, so maybe that could be something to look at. I think that'd be pretty wear and tear on your body, but you know, I yeah. think my dad's yeah. always told me, my dad's always told me I could be good at both, but not great at both. Yeah. Did you tell me? Did you tell him? Did you tell him that's a lie uh, on Sunday night or Saturday? You know who I am. You know who yeah. I am. No, <laughs> both associations. Both associations. I got you. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And I find that like Dale and Swearingen, perfect example, just missed the cut for the national finals rodeo again this year, and he probably wouldn't have been able to compete. Um, they they almost had to carry him out of the arena. Uh, at the it wears you out, man. That's that's a that's too many animals. That's way you know, like yeah, it's a grind. Proctor the travel, did it. it just yeah, yeah. Proctor. Uh, who else? Somebody else. Uh, well, oh, Bo Hill did it. Bo yeah. Hill did it a couple times. Yeah, uh, but he just said, Boudreaux hey, did know, it this yeah. year. Boudreaux did it this year. He went to went to both finals, but this year would have been different because there wasn't near as many events on each side. But in a normal year, that's a lot of a lot of bovine, a lot of horses, you know, to to get on and uh, to you know, that's, that's a lot of risk on wearing out your body to try to do all of it, which would, it'd be cool, but you know, you got to kind of think of the future and the longevity of it, but I guess that's totally you, right? I, I was, I had a phone call with, with Stetson yesterday, which was Monday. So we're talking 48 hours after he just got on 20 of the rankest uh, livestock at the NFR there and I asked him if he was sore he goes no I feel good and I'm like all right it must be good to be young again yeah how about you how about you other boys uh how are you feeling after the NFR I know gold buckles make everything feel better and all that prize money and go around wins but uh you guys would you be ready for another 10 this week I would yeah yeah I was ready every year we say we're ready for 10 more I was sore the first of, after the third round I think and then it went away and I've just, I felt like where I just got to getting in the groove and then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you want 10 more. <laughs> um, so when Den we understand Denver's canceled. Um, how's 2021 looking for you boys so far? Um, I'm sure mom's going to appreciate having you guys. Actually, I, that before I get into 2021, mom, did you enjoy having the boys around a little more in 2020? I did. Actually, I, I mean, I told Cody, I know it's a lot of, oh, this year's terrible, this year's terrible, but I loved having them home. I know their families loved having them home, and, and we're all right here together. So, you know, and you have to kind of quarantine from people the best you can, but we we just, we had a lot of family time, so I loved it. <laughs> well, and you did a great job. I, I know we spoke prior to the NFR. You had the boys quarantining at home because they were going to, you know, they were going to test all the contestants. Um, then we ended up canceling all the, well, we didn't have a bunch of appearances booked, but um, that was good. That was really good. I think, I thought you managed the boys well that way. You guys make sure you listen to your mom always. She always has the best advice for you guys. <laughs> we don't really have an option. <laughs> <laughs> how See, was it how was it at the why, nfr tanner this is why i wanted sheree on i'm telling yeah. you she's yeah, the boss good. i like it yeah that's good how was it uh speaking of that with all the the regulations and covid and whatnot at globe life field i seen that there you guys would always have to put your masks on as soon as you got out of the arena was there fines and and rules and everything on top of it or what did they explain to you guys about the masks I, I never had anything. They told us to wear the masks and then 
they said if you if if it, they told you to put it on, you didn't. Whatever, there could be a thousand dollar fine or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's better to just follow the rules, and that's what we did. And so we never got. It was actually not that bad. The mask stunk after you rode because you sweat and <laughs> it yeah. stinks. But that was the worst part about it. I really didn't even mind it. Too I think much. Ryder got some comments on. Didn't you, Ryder, on social media about why are you wearing a mask? Yeah, I had some people not very happy with me that I was wearing a mask, but it was either wear the mask or not compete. And that was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. uh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Stetson, how come you, did you just forget to take your mask off a couple nights or are you just trying to look like the outlaw Josie Wales? <laughs> the road ride really makes ass. me nervous. And I, I kept forgetting to take it off. And then, was it, who kept telling me to take it off? Well, your friends at Wrangler loved it because it was all over the Cowboy Channel yeah, and everyone's cool. home. So it was it was a, it was a good promo. God, now I got to start. I'm going to have to sell a mask endorsement for you guys. That, that could be a lucrative deal. Hopefully, yeah. this goes away. Yeah, yeah hopefully, so, we're, we're we're with you. We we want to see you guys all at, at Calgary. This is the first time. Um, I used to be able to see you guys at Calgary and the NFR, and uh, I did look at coming to Dallas, but it just there's not near the flights anymore. It's just, it was not easy to get there. So um, we sure hope, uh, I understand the Calgary Stampede's got a few plans in place. I hope there's not a bunch of quarantine rules um, in July and you guys can come so we can uh, go out for dinner or do something again, for sure. Um, I got to ask Ryder a question, the Iceman there in the back. Your NFR from 2020 to 2019 was a complete turnaround. Um, uh, knowing your mom and your dad and how competitive you are and just you know you just win especially at the nfr you're kind of the you you just like winning go around just winner it's kind of win or nothing but what was the difference for you do you think from last year's nfr where you really struggled just even staying on horses i hate to say it but that that was the fact staying on horses to place in a nine out of ten rounds and really the only reason you didn't 40% of them in all the rounds was uh, you just didn't have enough horse with womanizer there. But what was the difference? Oh, shoot. I, don't know. I know I'm going to make you talk here. I'm sorry, buddy. Rusty's pointing to his, Rusty's pointing to his head. Well, maybe we should, uh, Rusty, you're kind of the team captain here. <laughs> oh, I, I just use my words. Yeah. 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 Well, what do you think it was? You know, your brother better than anyone. I think it was mental. It, yeah, because he had the ability, just as much ability last year, and well, shoot, he already won a world title. Exactly. And, well, it's a, it's a lot of pressure on you when you go to the NFR, and you can put more pressure on yourself. Not even meaning to, but you know, because he's expected to ride good now. You know, he's, and that's kind of it, it can get to you. And this year. Like you said, he had ice run through his veins. When he leaned back in the bucket and shoots, you knew whatever he was going to get on was about to get right. Well, I, I talked to you because I, did, I didn't. Was, was the horse you had in the final round, Ryder, that horse hadn't been out all week, had he? Uh, yeah. Uh, she did go? Or? Alan Bohr had it. Okay. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure about that. And I remember I text Rusty because I can always get a reply from Rusty. It's either Sheree or Rusty. I know I always get a reply from him. And, and your brother's coming. Just like Ryder is going to be a bunch. Like, you know, when I knew R Rusty was happy about the draw, it, it made me feel a little bit, you know, better because I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, 
I'm doing the math and I know what you got to do. It wasn't, it wasn't one until you, you nodded your head and did what you had to do. So it was quite a turnaround, I'd say, for you there, Iceman, from one year to the next. If it was in your head, it sure wasn't in, the, in your head this year because I, I, I honestly, uh, I'd like to know if there's been a, even uh, a less flawless performance in 10 days in one event. Like it was, that was unreal. There hasn't, there hasn't because he shattered the average record. He was, the average record was 848 and a half, I think, on 10 head and Ryder was 872 or something. Okay, oh, sure. that was this year 72 wow wow yeah okay so yeah. well i knew that you were you were a full head a full horse ahead of wyatt and he had to be like 97 even if you fell off to tie you in the average oh wow. he couldn't or yeah he could have fell off and still won the average but i don't think that wins you the world though does it no it would have just because why his wife didn't place right oh yeah we had all the scenarios drawn up at our cabin up there at echo bay i'll tell you i was stressing a little bit rusty doesn't need to draw it up he's got numbers and i didn't go to bed till like four o'clock in the morning the night before the 10th round because i was seeing what had to be done made me look he's done this since nfr 2003 with his dad oh he would sit with those programs day sheets and he tallied up and this guy has to do this and dad has to do this and he still does it he just doesn't need the book anymore yeah. he's got it all in his head okay I, that's that's good to know rusty what tell me then which nfr do you think your dad should have won or do you even want to go there 2007 okay what happened what's that what happened um the a judge missed him out yeah uh, and that cost him the world title. Eh? Cost him the world, yeah, because it was be between Rod Hay or my dad. Rod Hay bucked off. My dad missed his horse out, and then Tao. So that was his rookie year. Oh, when he's twenty, he wanted it. Eh? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I got a question for you. Then there's been a lot of controversy on yeah, the internet. I, I was just gonna uh, go here. Yeah, <laughs> I know where of, you're going. Of the markout rule, uh, in itself, there's a bunch of people all over Twitter and uh, a bunch of keyboard warriors, obviously. But I mean, it's still good conversation to have. Uh, the markout rule. Where do you guys stand on it? Do you think that it's a good rule? Do you think it should be X nade out from the rules? It has nothing to do with the saddle bronc riding, or what do you guys think, think on that? It, I think it's a good thing to have when it's judged the same all the way across the board with the same with every person but it's not and yeah. it's not it's not that i don't think the judges are being it's doing it on purpose that's a lot to see you that's a lot it's hard to see fast. and it's yeah. really fast like your that's feet that's why they need that replay, replay. Mm -hmm. they, if yeah. they're gonna have a markout rule they need to have a replay At yeah that's one thing the pbr especially for that kind of money i agree 100 percent with you mom um but you know what and I felt the rodeo run a little longer in, in, in Dallas than it did in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, was that me or it did it? It did. Oh, eh? no, it did. There's no way that that Las Vegas events is going to let you guys hit a buzzer for a replay and take two minutes when every contestant could do it. Even if you did it like the PBR where it costs you $500 if you lose your, but with that kind of money and that much stuff on the line, I agree that that it has to be. Rules yeah, there's no way that's, yeah. Millions, that's a difference in hundreds of thousands up to millions of dollars for people to win in their careers that that right. could be missed or, you know, it could go either way, right? A guy misses them out and they don't catch it. And the guy after him maybe is close and they get him, right? It's not, it, yeah, it needs to have the replay, in my opinion, if that rule is going to be 
in there. It's cost. Yeah, it's cost. The markout rules cost. This right off the top of my head, I could think of it. Just the right family, four world titles. Yeah. In, uh, it's, 2018 for Ryder, a, a, a missed horse, right? That was me. That was Rusty. And 19. Yeah. Rusty last. Yeah, rusty. rusty. 19 rusty. and 18. Yep. Rusty. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Butch Knowles was bragging on your guys' markouts all week long. Um, is that something that you consciously like worked on? Or did you guys like from last year to this year? He he talked about it on more than one occasion, um, on how strong your markouts. Is that something you guys really focused on? I did I did personally. Yeah. To make it not, not questionable, not not leave it up to the judges. Nice answer. Nice but answer. We had it wasn't just one year overnight that it. We've been working on it since it forever, but we were doing the one jump markout thing, and that that's what, what the, the rule book reads. But then yep. they started throwing flags, so you we, have to hold them for two, even though the rule is one. We okay. don't have to, but to take the question out right. of the judge's mind, right? You need to. And that hurts your neck and your back. <laughs> and it's, not, and it's not only us. It's not only us. There's lots of guys that, have, like Jacobs Crawley in 2017 in the 10th round, met, uh, his horse took a scoot out in the arena, took a jump, then he brought his feet and they missed him out. It oh. was like, it's just, it, like I said, it's a lot for them to see, to see them horses' feet hit the ground, your, see if your feet are still there. You If you look, if you stand back as far as them judges are standing, you still can't see all that. Yeah. It's yeah. like not possible unless it's anything human judged. Is yeah. Yeah. You're, right. you're right. I agree. Yeah. I matter agree. of opinion. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I so got a question. question. Oh, okay. Jason, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to ask mom what she's done with all those Calgary stampede bronzes that she's got. Up on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Are they? Oh, well, maybe we'll have well, to do an episode of Cribs. Yeah. We'll have to do a Cribs episode. And I'm going to have a tour. Except now Cody's Crib and Stetson's Crib are together. So. That's what – one of my questions. Uh, what would the NFP podcast audience be surprised to know about you? And this is to Stetson, that I live with my parents in my house. <laughs> uh, it's his favorite thing. Yeah, don't, well, don't let him fool you. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Your laundry is always done and supper's always made. I bet not a yeah. bad gig. <laughs> That's one thing about you guys. Obviously, is is very very family orientated. We can see it through the brothers. Um, for those that don't know, there's a bunch of uncles and dad, and there's there's a whole group of you guys that are all professional athletes. Uh, and is is that kind of something that you guys always focus on? Is is family first? I know uh, all three of you guys, right, are, are are young guys, and you have young families of your own, right? Is that something that maybe mom that you've that you've put into the to the boys is is to, to have a family and, and start your own family and you know always be together? Is that something that you always push for the boys? Well, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have family, you know, really, if you don't have family there to enjoy all that with, it's just not the same. And Cody comes from a huge family. I come from a big family. We're all, it's just how we've always been. We always are with family and it's just most important. And I mean, that's not saying we don't annoy each other and get on each other's nerves <laughs> and, you know, do 
do that, that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it is the most important. So I think they just, they grew up with that. In the right environment. They grew up and they grew up in the right environment. Like um, Evelyn said in, in one of her video, the Yeti video, like, Utah is such a great place to raise kids and she's not even trying to sell it. You can tell she was convinced when she said it. Um, So like Christmas is just coming next week, eh? week and a half away. Um, What do you guys rent the town hall to get everybody in for a meal? Or how do you do it? Uh, Literally. (laughs) (laughs) We take over the church actually. Yeah. Or the and then you, uh, like, do you do the cooking there, or does everybody bring? Is it a big potluck? Potluck. Okay, now you guys obviously have to communicate that because not everybody could show up with dessert, or everybody. Be, well, I wouldn't be disappointed, but if everybody showed up with a jelly salad, that would be a disappointing dinner. So right. how do you decide who makes the turkey and who does the potatoes. Um, Cody's mom. When we do it with the right family, Cody's mom just kind of. She does. She says, "I'm doing this. You guys can bring whatever." Okay. Yeah. She cooks. Family. She cooks a banana cream pie. Yeah. It's the, bomb. It's the best. <laughs> it is. Wow. The best. Like seriously, she should um, sell it. It's that yeah. good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Well, I'm gonna uh, come down. Uh, I'm going to come down. You. I don't. A lot of people don't understand how scenic um, the country is where where you live. I actually have a player that plays for the. Vegas Golden Knights, and he just got engaged to his longtime girlfriend up at uh, is Zion. Is that how I would say it? Zion. 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 Yeah, that's where he proposed to her a month ago. And I'm like, no shit. I said, well, I got a family right near because your guys's uh, land is right up in the park or borders the park. Borders. Borders the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I. Well, I wanted to take an opportunity here. It's talking about your land. If any of our listeners has not give this a read, uh, John Branch, uh, I got I had the pleasure of meeting John with with you guys at the NFR one year, and uh, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning author. Obviously, um, a lot of our Canadian audience is very familiar with hockey. He wrote The Boy on Ice, which was about a Saskatchewan kid that. Uh, um, basically lost his life um, due to concussions and, and just mismanagement of, of lifestyle, basically. So anyway, that book and some of the stories I, I need to ask, is it, well, let's start with the prologue. When, when, when uh, Cody was five years old on his, on his horse, Pale Face, he was riding, they were going to cross the Virgin River. Is that right? The Virgin River? Is that what's down there? Yeah. Okay. And, and Bill had always preached to him, and that's the boy's grandpa here, always stay with your horse because that river came up and down at, with the time of day. And uh, I guess the river swept Cody away. And, and anyway, Bill found him down downstream. And, uh, and how it kind of ends in the last paragraph is, is Bill come in the house and told Evelyn, I just about, I got it right here. I about lost your boy in the river tonight. And that was all that was said. Is that kind of how it goes most days on the right ranch? Because <laughs> that that is some Western shit right there. <laughs> Sadly, that is <laughs> about a, wow. another day in the life. 
<laughs> so you know, I always I'm concerned about how you watch your boys sometimes, Mom. But geez, sending them out with Grandpa Bill wasn't that a concern at times? <laughs> You, you have no idea. He softened up. Yeah, when we, a lot. When we <laughs> He's a lot softer. If He's you, actually a big old teddy bear. But if you can tell in the book and well, just watching everybody, my dad's the most cowboy of all of the rides. So, and it, well, besides my grandpa Bill, and that's why my dad is the way that he is. Right. He so got you, tough as nails. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a, on, I put it, I give it to my dad for Christmas and, and then my uncle read, like they started reading and didn't put it down. I think John did a great job. Like you feel like you're there. And, and one of these days, I know we've, um, we've set your, your, uh, your, your land and your ranch up as a backdrop for some, some commercials Wrangler. We watched it every night on the Wrangler network or on the Cowboy channel, the Wrangler uh, team came over and shot you guys. And, and that's what I've always pitched to some of these, these companies. I'm like, what are you hiring models for? Just go, just take a spin out to the right ranch and just follow them around for a day. And if you can't find any footage, I'll pay the bill. I'll, right. I'll tell you, it, there, there's going to be something that you're going to be able to, to make work for, for an audience. Um, it, it just, the the train with the horses is a little concerning. Do you guys still take those same trails that Bill's lost a couple horses on? No? New trails now? The the one where he did trail rides? No, well, he talks about how going to you know, going to bring the cows in, there's a couple trails oh, you had to go to get cows. Yeah, and and he never had a couple horses come back. You guys don't or you guys kind of lean in with one foot out of the stirrup on the on the right side of the horse. That's how you when you're following my grandpa Bill or my dad anywhere through the mountains, through the trees, you don't have your feet in your stirrups. You're ready to jump off. Really? Yeah. That's well. why I don't go. <laughs> yeah. they, Tanner, Tanner, you gotta read the book. It's it's yeah, good no stuff. Shit. Yeah. And you guys ride in, you guys ride in and camp too, correct? Yeah. When we hunt. Yeah. When we go hunting. These guys don't go. I, I hold the house down. <laughs> that's my favorite. Thing. True bull rider, true bull rider, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's my like favorite time of the year is October when we pack up the mountain and I bought a wall tent and we take it up there and stay for. Well, most of the time we have to come down a couple of times, but a couple two weeks we go up there and stay. Wow. Two weeks, eh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so obviously you guys are like. Um, for people that don't know that they're kind of outsiders or not in the rodeo world or anything like that, obviously saddle bronc riders, but, um, before that cowboys through and through, right. Uh, cattle ranchers, um, is that kind of, that's what you guys do outside of, of the rodeo arena? Uh, not as much as my dad and, or rider does it probably more than yeah, out of us three. I'm most. I really like to hunt. I kind of, I mean, if, if they need help, I'll, I'll go help them or whatever, but. But they grew up cowboy. Yeah, we, yeah, that's we, what they've always done, yeah. Yeah, so Stetson, um, what do you do? What do you do um, outside of the arena, like when you're not on the road or when you're not rodeoing? I go feed my bulls, and then whenever I can, I go over to the guy's house that bucks calves and stuff. Go help him sometimes. So nothing. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> I do everything that's fun. Typical bull riders, Tanner. Yeah, like bull ride, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, when you make, what are you probably up to? A, 
close to a million in earnings already on your 21? 22. 22 when? When do you yeah. turn 22? July. In July. I oh, wow. So that's a pretty <laughs> solid uh, pat on the back to do whatever the heck you want to do, I would say. He agrees. Ryder, what about you? What do you do uh, outside of the rodeo arena? I like to help my dad and grandpa with the cows. And, you know, I kind of got into breaking horses the past year. Kind of like, I like to start colts and stuff. Cool. And for people that don't know, you guys spend in a normal rodeo season, rodeo season, how, how much are you on the road? Like days wise out of the 365 days out of the year, what do you guys think? Over 200. Yeah. More than 200 days on the road. So there's really not much time for, for spare time. And then I guess when you're home, it's more just trying to spend time with your family. As I said earlier, you guys are young guys, but you have wives and, and kids of your own and families of your own as well. So busy, busy boys, huh? Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, Jason on the phone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, no. <laughs> Talking to him right now. How much? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mom, I got to ask you this. Um, obviously, uh, you've had a lot of opportunity um, with, like I said, Wrangler coming to the ranch, Stetson Hats coming, doing photo shoots at the ranch. Um, your boys have never changed from the day I met them to the, to the, sorry. Yeah. They've never met or ne- you're going to have to edit this Tanner. Fuck, oh, turn it off. Well, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, uh. <laughs> we got the rights on the show. Come I on. Know, damn it. Okay. I'll start that over. We'll edit. We'll, we'll cut that and start over. So, Mom, you've had a ton of opportunity with with companies like Wrangler, Stetson, uh, Hats, coming to the ranch and and filming you and and just in the Western lifestyle, what you do every day. Um, It's got to feel pretty rewarding for you to to see uh, that these companies want, you know, they want to use your your lifestyle and your boy's image and your husband's image to promote their brands. Give me a little bit, like when you when you sit back and, and see the cameras around and whatnot, is it is it a little bit surreal or are you surprised by it? How, how, how does it make you feel? Well, it, first it makes, I'm, pr- I'm proud. I'm proud of, of the people they are because honestly, if they weren't good people, I don't care how successful they are. I just feel like people don't really care. Yeah. So, yeah. so as a mom, I'm proud of that but it's they still are my little my little boys and it's weird that people do look up to them like they do um it's it's weird but it's it's super neat and and i love that they're such good people and have good values for others to look up to so yeah makes me proud well and it it's in like I said, your boys, they haven't rusty. The first time I met your rusty at the Calgary stampede, you're the, still the same. Um, you're the, still the same kid. You haven't let any of this go to your head. Uh, you guys uh, carry yourselves in such a, a manner that it's, uh, it's contagious. People want to be around. Um, I, you know what I miss the most this year 
and you guys probably didn't, but uh, it was Cowboy Christmas. And the, 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 the line what? snaked around all these other booths to get to you guys at the Wrangler autograph signing. Uh, uh, I missed it. Yeah. You did miss I really, it? I did just because I thought it was going to be nice having nothing, you know, nothing to yeah. do. Just, and it gave me way too much time to think about stuff. I like going and it takes your mind off of the, the rodeo for a little bit out of the day. Instead of laying oh, around shit. worrying about yeah, it. Mom, we got to get back to the drawing board. Remember, we thought Listen, after I don't, last I don't... year's NFR, this is the truth. After last year's NFR, Cherie and I talked that it was too much. And it was. You guys had a lot. And and everybody was wanting a piece of stats and in the desert or this interview or, or this. I don't, you know, Stetson's young enough. He just lapped it all up. Obviously, he's got so much damn energy. But uh we, we, we talked about it. That's just too much. And maybe we need to have a couple down days. So that's something we'll have to discuss before we uh, put next year's schedule together. But really all you had this year was some social media stuff. And, and then that what if you recall at the bottom of the schedule, what did I put for every day? Bottom of the schedule. Win. Win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys listened. Wow. Well. Good pep talk, Jason. <laughs> it worked. You don't have to. That's why you guys are so guys. good, because Jason fucking Jason told you to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, it is cool. And you're talking about the busyness and the, the people wanting your autographs and wanting to be around you. And that, that comes with the territory of being the baddest cats in the game. And I'm sure you guys have seen the, the PBR side of, you know, the JB Moonies and just McBrides. And, you know, when we were at events, you'd always let those guys walk out first because the, the fans would swarm them and then you could go wherever you wanted to go to, right. There's the hot commodities in the game and you guys are that in the rodeo world. Like, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt, Jason. And uh, it's got to be pretty cool as you guys, as young guys that they grew up watching your dad and, and all your idols in the game be those stars of the show. Now you guys have that. How do you kind of handle handle that pressure when you when you first came into the game also when you know you have a lot of shoes to fill with your uncles uh, and your dad and, and everybody expects you to be so great? How is that something that, how did you guys manage that or did you just kind of go about your business or, or how did you... How'd you step up to the plate and, and, you know, end up being some of the best in the world? Okay, you can, you can toot your own horn here, Rusty, because I know that's not your style, but let's just, hear it. Well, really, just like you said, we grew up watching it. It wasn't <clears> – I expected it from myself, and when it started happening, I really wasn't that surprised. Sounds cocky, but – I, no, it's, uh, and I watched my dad the way he handled it, and I kind of had an idea what, uh, what how it's I not cocky. It's not cocky, Rusty. It's confidence. <laughs> you have confidence in your well, ability, and and you just walk the walk. You you guys just do it when you nod if your head. If one of us feels like the other one's getting too cocky, we bring him down real fast. Yeah. Kick that it's usually me. <laughs> usually kick me. <laughs> well, I feel I feel like Statler has no choice, but like, look at who he has to look up to, and and the and the shoes he's got to fill. Or he's going to be dangerous. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be. Uh, he had to wait a long time. Yeah. And he's he's capitalized on his weight. I think he's going to be outstanding. How what does Statler do? What events? Obviously, Saddle Rock riding, but that's it. That's it. 
He's he, got rope rope. He, he, want, he threatens to ride bulls or bareback, but I tell him he's too tall. I'm the one that enter you. The energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where mom comes in again. Yeah. yeah. You, you ought to see him. Jason, you probably follow him on Instagram. Yeah. 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 But you got to see his, his, how far he's come just from this spring till now. It's, it's bullshit. what it is. Cause it took yeah. me forever to get there. And he's already <laughs> spurring down a, we got a horse that's been in the NFR. They've won rounds on that he's spurring down. Like he could win a round at the NFR on it. It's well, in all fairness, Rusty, I think how old were you when your dad let you get on a real bronc for the first time? I was a sophomore in high school, so I was fifteen or six, sixteen, fifteen. Okay, what about what about you, Ryder? Uh, I think it's fourteen. What about you, Stats? I was fourteen or fifteen. I was eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty, it was Rusty a, started when it. Rusty he started just went straight on to horses. Okay. And me and Ryder you guys steers. rode steers with a Bronx saddle, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was a test dummy. My dad yeah. figured out a better way to eat kid, and then yeah. it yeah. kept my yeah, and that's and where, the that's, The that's ticket for is to hold off. No rush. No rush. Yeah. Well, that's how we were with that boy beside you, right there. Remember how bad he wanted to go and just. He was buying his PBR card and he was oh, phoning yes. me and wondering where he could get in and enter. And, and I was trying to get him to Canada because we could always use some badasses up here. And, and I didn't think it was, I, uh, I told you guys both, I said, he's in good hands. If he comes here, just get him to my place. I'll look after him. But yeah. I just don't know if I'd want to be sending my 18 year old kid to, to a different country <laughs> to ride bulls either. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, well, I guess if uh, we're kind of getting down to it now, we can start to wrap up. We've had a good uh, chat on everything. Jason, you got any more questions for the boys or for Mama? Well, I just I wanted to talk about the goat here for a minute. Um, I know he's uh, he's really into his cattle dogs. So I just curious, do you guys think he's more committed to those cattle dogs now than he was to his bronc ride? Than he was to his bronc ride? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I think he's obsessed. Well, anyone that knows Cody knows if he's going to do it, he's going to do it 110%. And like that, like with not just what he does, anything. Like if he likes a drink, he 110%. 110%. If he likes a restaurant, when we were rodeo, my, like my rookie year. And That's where you go to eat. Yeah. Like he, he got on a, um, uh, anything it was like a let's say ihop and we ate there until none of us could stomach it anymore <laughs> and then we'd move on but he's like that with his dogs now he's a creature of habit that's yes. fine he's and his loyalty and it's all paid off because he's he's planted that in you guys so um well thank you so much i know you guys are busy and i know mom you and i know how hard it is to organize a group <laughs> of your family together at one time this close to uh, uh following the nfr and in and christmas right around the corner thanks for taking the time you guys uh i want you to know i you know tanner was texting me every night um the support that like your canadian family has for you watching you all week it truly wasn't it was it was inspiring it was uh it was awesome you uh you guys uh, carried yourselves 
in such a manner that you deserve to be world champions. Nothing's ever been given to you. You've worked for it and uh, you're tremendous role models at a young age. And mom, that's uh, a tip of the hat. Speaking of my right Western hat, which this, our audience will be able to see those in January, February, but uh, tip of the hat to you and Cody for raising such great kids. And um, I'm going to leave it with, uh, I talked to one of your sponsors and they just were so happy that you kids are the same kids they signed three and four years ago and you've won all these gold buckles and all these go around since, and you're still those same kids. So um, that means a lot. Um, and I'm going to let Tanner finish it off with his usual question for the end of the hashtag NFP podcast. You're darn right. Uh, yeah. Like Jason said, I'll echo it again. Just very appreciative that you guys, after setting records, um, doing what you were just able to do, all of you at the NFR, taking the time to, to come on this show and, and chat with us and, and give everybody a little bit of an insight on who you guys are. It means a lot to us, and, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have a, a lot of great feedback of, of chatting with the, the coolest family in rodeo. Uh, my last question, this is the NFP podcast. You've been with Jason for a long time. Uh, what does hashtag NFP mean to you? I mean, like, what does it literally mean? No, <laughs> like, we know mean? what it literally means. <laughs> the essence of it. <laughs> it to me is like the cowboy way. You know, don't you can't go out of half-hearted. There's no, you can't. I'm not gonna say it, but <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, no, you, I think you made you made your point. That's good. Yeah. The, the audience will know. What about Iceman there in the back? I feel the same. <laughs> Ditto. Yeah. I love it. I love those Ditto. all the NFR interviews too. It's just right to the point. Just yeah, yeah game on. Just, I'm here for one reason, one reason only. Let's yeah. kick ass and take names. Yeah. Stop talking to me. I'm just gonna win the world. Look out. I'm just, I'm just here trying to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stanson, Stanson, what's your version? It means to be a badass cowboy. Yeah. Good deal. Cool. What about you, mom? Do you have any comment? No, I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> I, I do have one more thing to say. We got to thank Jason uh, for a lot because, like Ryder, I can I can brag about Ryder and Stetson all day. I could be their agent, but I can't do it for me. And that's what you know, Jason, is that I really appreciate how you can go out and sell us because we wouldn't be able to do it ourselves. And uh, uh, we owe. Everything to you. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what? It's real easy. You guys, uh, I'm super proud of you. I really am. Like when you guys win, it's it's the greatest feeling in the world. That you made Saturday night. The like 2020 has been a shitty year. We can all admit that. But I'll tell you what. That was the bright spot in 2020 for for our family, for you guys. So that's just the impact you guys have on people and. And if you keep doing what you're doing and carrying yourselves the way you are, you will inspire so many young kids, even though you're kids yourselves, to, you know, I, you're so good for rodeo. And rodeo needs a shot in the arm, like you, your family, Cherie. They really do. Um, so congratulations again. And, you know, Morgan and Cheyenne, um, thank you, girls. You were so much help to keep your boys organized. 
Um, I honestly couldn't do it without you, mom. You are my assistant GM. You do a great job and I truly mean it. Uh, I brag about how I can't do it without you. So Stetson, you get on the way and see that little girl today and uh, travel safe. And we'll be talking to you guys all soon here or right before Christmas. Happy holidays. All yeah, right, that's great. You guys. Thank you guys very much. See, ya. See you me. later. Since we 